That's how the theme song goes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. Uh, almost forgot the name of this podcast, so I'm sorry. That's why I had the little pause there. Anyway, uh, if you don't know, this is a premiere podcast for cpluscomedy.com. If you haven't been there, you should go there. It's a good website. It's an all right website that I helped design with the help from <laughs> squarespace.com, which it has no offer codes. They're not advertising here. Uh, you should. So I guess you should use Squarespace if you want to. They they are. I do use them. They they easy designs, nice cool templates. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'd be really bad if this this podcast for some ungodly reason somehow got enough subscribers and then also got enough that Squarespace noticed and they wanted an ad drop. Oh boy, or an ad read, as it's called in the business. Ad drop, ad read. It's no big deal. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Then <laughs> it would be just terrible. But that's how I would do it. I would start out. I would say I would just lead up to it. I wouldn't even. You guys wouldn't even know it's a freaking ad until I just said something about Squarespace, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, I thought he was doing the podcast. Nope, he's doing what well, he is, but he's also doing a Squarespace ad." And it was funny, and people loved it, and I loved it, and you thought it was funny, and I thought it was funny at the end. Go on for two, three, four minutes tops. Four minutes is too long for an ad. The Two minutes tops. And then I go right back to the episode, and nobody would even notice, except for the sound noises, sound noises, as they're typically called. The, what, the transitions? It'll be like, and then it'll go right back to the episode. Like, welcome back. It's, uh, constitutionals. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so this is a, a podcast called The Constitutionals, and it's on a website called C Plus Comedy that is, in fact, made on squarespace.com. Go there, offer code uh, C Plus Comedy, and you can get 15% off your first year. And that was an ad read. You're welcome. Don't, don't do that. Don't use comedy. Don't use any. Don't put anything. Oh, well, I mean, do it and see what happens. It might, it might happen. You might use, you might get 15% off something. I don't know. Uh, let's move on to a topic. Let's move on to something that people generally are not talking about. And that's not, <laughs> that's not the, the, uh, what is it? Empathist, empathist, empathist. That's not the reason why this podcast is made. It's just a reason it's an audio diary for me to just talk because I'm crazy and I like to talk to myself. Uh, but, but let's, let's do things. Let's, let's talk about something that no one else is talking about. <laughs> I, I need, I'm going to, I'm going to say this once. I'm not going to say it again. I need PlayStation to allow Hulu to update its app on its interface. That's it. That's it. That's all I need. Because several months ago, Hulu introduced its live with TV option, which is basically it's a cable package. 40 bucks a month. You get all these cable networks and stuff like that. True TV, FX, FXX, other non FX networks. <laughs> and you get to watch those things in real time. You get 50 hours of DVR. You can upgrade to $15 a month for uh, 200 hours of DVR. You can have multiple profile profile. <laughs> you also get the regular Hulu service. Uh, and, but anyway, I, I pay for the regular Hulu service. I've been paying for that since it started. I've been paying for that and Netflix since they started. I've, I should I should be, I'm one of the people that has had those things since day one. You're welcome, Netflix. You're welcome, Hulu. I have been fostering you until you became too big. And now you guys are gigantic. One of you is gigantic. One of you is just very big. Uh, guess which one's which? <laughs> one of them has 20 billion <laughs> in, uh, in invested shows. The other one has difficult people. <laughs> it's a great show, though. I love it. Um, anyway, uh, so 
PlayStation also has the same thing. They have their own cable package called PlayStation View. Now, who do you think Sony wants you to use on their platform? PlayStation View, of course. So, they, of course, they don't have DirecTV now. They don't have Sling TV. They don't have any other TV apps besides, you know, the regular Netflix, the stuff you have through your cable. So your HBO, your Sh- I think they have a Showtime app. Uh, they have Crackle for some reason. But they don't have cable apps like Hulu. They don't have cable apps like DirecTV now. They don't have cable apps like Sling TV. Uh, and that's kind of a that's kind of a petty thing. I mean, you have the 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 highest selling console right now as of this recording. P- PS4 is still beating Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Nintendo Switch as the highest selling console. Again, I think it's overrated. Again, I do have all three consoles. One of them I really do enjoy a lot. The other two are there. <laughs> Switch, I enjoy Switch. Um, but I, I, but what I'm saying is, uh, if they if if you if you allow the people who have Hulu. So, so say somebody doesn't want to use PS view. Say somebody has more Android TVs in their house than they have a PlayStation fours. One the typical person will have a one PS four versus someone who has an Android TV or a, a Chromecast, which is 35 bucks or an Apple TV. They don't want to pay for several PS fours and watch to be able to watch uh, cable and other parts of the house. Now I don't think PlayStation view, I know they have an Android app, but I don't think they have a, Android Chromecast app. I don't think they have a Android. They might have an Android TV app. I guarantee they probably do have Android TV app. But they want to have Hulu. They what if you want to do Hulu? What if you want to be able to watch Blackish? All episodes of Blackish, only streaming on Hulu. They're paying for the. I think there's a fifty dollar or I think forty dollars is the highest one. But there's a cert. There's one. I think it's like forty five. It's a forty five dollar one package. So it's like five dollars more than a regular base package. You get all. You get everything I mentioned before. Plus you get commercial free. So what if somebody wants to pay for that, but they don't want to spend time watching the the stuff on their PlayStation 4? Like, just just allow it. Just update it. Allow them to update it. It'll be great. It'll be fine. You'll still have your money. Uh, people are still going to use PlayStation View as long as you make it a service that people are attracted to. Like, if I... The, Apple's not going to say, hey, only I, iTunes can only be downloaded on Macs because... There are people with Windows computers, Windows computers that love iTunes. That will, <laughs> I wouldn't say love. Love is a very strong word. That tolerate iTunes, and they have iPhones. They have iPhones. They have Apple TVs. They have uh, uh, iPads, but they only want to use PCs because PCs are a little bit more customizable. You know, that's uh, maybe they're a gamer and they have an iPhone. You don't know. You don't know. That. I keep slapping my knee. It's very loud. So. PlayStation, you don't want to you don't want to pigeonhole somebody into into using your service. That's not cool. That's not nice. Like you can you allow PlayStation Now, which is a sh- online streaming service that is not good. They purchased this company called Gaikai in 2012, I believe, or 13, and they now stream some PS2 and mostly PS3 games over the internet. But it's not good. Um, so why? I mean, if you allow that on PC, if you allow that on I think I think it was on Vita for a very long time, then I stopped it. But if I had it on PC, then how come you can't allow play? And you can allow me to watch PS View on uh, PC, my phone, on the iPads, on other other things. But you can't except for Xbox. But you won't allow this. It's so stupid. I think it's dumb. I I don't even have a PlayStation View. <laughs> I do, but I do have PS4 and I do have Hulu. And I don't appreciate it. That's why I spend most of my time 
watching everything on the Xbox One because it's just easier. I could just, just turn it right on and everything's right there. Cable's plugged in. I got the the Netflix. Everything's pinned right there. I don't have to slip through any things, any things, any lists, any folders like that. It's, I don't know. Just saying, PlayStation, you really need to get your crap together. All right. Also, guys, listen, I I have got to mention this. I, last week, I'm going to long story short, <laughs> long story short this. I got a 10 cent rental from uh, Voodoo, which is Walmart's online streaming thing. 10 cent rental. Uh, and you know, I, I used it to rent Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which I knew I was not going to watch in theaters. Thank God I did not. I did not like that movie. Did not like it at all. And I, th- I do think it was based on a bias. I do think I, I sat down and angrily watched it because this is after it, this is after this is when I watch it. Oh, this is on Friday night. I watched it on Friday night and I, I immediately when I turned it on, I got in the bed. I thought I'm going to fall asleep during this movie. I'm just not going to enjoy myself. That movie, I watched it the entire time and I hated it. And I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and use that word. I hated it. I there's so much of it that just made me so mad. And I love James Gunn. James Gunn is great. And I feel as if people are just riding his coattails because he did the last movie. And no one no it look, no one knew who James Gunn was unless you were somebody like me and everybody else who listens to the podcast who's who was watched his stuff. He did Dawn of the Dead. He did the original Scooby Doo movie, the two thousand two live action one, which I loved, which the I guess the the not company, the movie distribution who did who did Scooby Doo? Oh my god, I was sounding so smart for a second. Uh, which anyway, the um, production company distribute. Yeah, okay, whatever. Warner Brothers. They dumbed it down from being this kind of the Brady Bunch movie when that was like a parody of the Brady Bunch. That was that was what Scooby Doo was going to be. And then apparently they dumbed it down. It was going to be an R rated. It's going to have weed smoking and all this stuff in it. And then and they dumbed it down to this PG movie, which I think is still pretty fine. Uh, you, I, Twitch of the movie is Scrappy Doo is the villain, and he wants to he wants to turn all these these people. He wants to take their souls, and it's great. I think it's great. Uh, he also did Scooby Doo Two Monsters Unleashed, which I think is less than optimal. Seth Green was in that one. I remember that one very vividly because I watched that one more than I watched the first one, even though I liked the first one more than I like the second one. Uh, he did Dawn of the Dead 2004. Loved it. Fantastic. God. He did Super, which is a great superhero movie starring uh, Rain Wilson and Ellen Page. Is that her name? Let's see. Ellen Page. That's right. Liv Tyler was in it too. Uh, he also, uh, and, and that's pretty much it. Up until Guardian, he, like, he, was, a, he was in this, I don't want to say underground, because he definitely was not an underground guy, but he was this little-known alternative director, and then he happened to get Guardians of the Galaxy, which what which is a fine movie. I like that movie. It's it's uh, I will even go as far as to say it's good. But then you do movies like then now now when you're in this universe and not knocking anybody who else who's also in this universe, but you you do these Marvel things and they're just these shallow renditions of comic book characters that only can only do so much in a two hour time frame. Speaking of which that movie was two hours and 16 minutes long, which is two hours and 16 minutes too long. <laughs> and, and then you get this middling product, which is, which what felt to me literally um, like a middle movie. When, when the new star Trek came out, 
the new Star Trek, and I'm going to compare it. I'm going to compare them because I, I love, I love the new Star Trek movie. I love the new series. It's fantastic. It, it makes the old things look less boring. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, cause uh, I, I mean, the movies, movies are great. Movies are great. Uh, the show, the original show, kind of boring at this point. Uh, so, when you when you have this 2009 reboot and you have these new people playing these characters and they're going to be in the space epic and uh, you got to find a story to tell you got to find who's going to be a bad guy who's going to be a good guy boom you got it immediately and then when you go to the second movie which was into the darkness there's only so much you can do because you've already all you have to do is expand this world so you don't have to set up any more character stuff but what I felt like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was doing, it was it was just, it kept saying, hey, remember in the first movie, Rocket's a very mean raccoon. Groot is saying, I am Groot, but Rocket's saying, he's saying dirty words. Uh, Chris Pratt, uh, Star, Star-Lord, I was going to say Starquill. Star-Lord <laughs> Star is uh, kind of a turd, but it also means really well. And, oh, this will-they-won't-they they thing with Zoe Saldana and Chris, and Chris uh, what's his name? Chris Pratt, it's uh, and then that took out too much of the bulk of the movie. They already they already said in the first movie that this is going to be a thing. See, and then and then Drax, uh, then it just up Drax's uh, stupid quotient. Jesus, oh my God, it was, and it it just it felt the way people say the second Hobbit movie felt like a middle movie. This is how this movie felt times ten. It was slow. Uh, I do enjoy, I do enjoy the way it started out, which I remember very vividly. They are in they're in space. <laughs> of course, it's a movie about space. They're, <laughs> they're I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> um, they're they're in space and they're trying to defend these batteries from uh, a space monster. And the entire opening sequence is Groot dancing, baby Groot dancing. Which oh God, that's that's. They don't. You don't need baby stuff. Just have them grow. It's been some time, uh, and it. And it, all uh, the new thing is, it takes place in 2014, which I thought was a genius. I thought that was so smart because it takes place almost immediately after the last movie, which I thought. Was, I mean, not almost immediately. It's probably some time. It's probably a, f- a few months or a year or so. But they they've been they've been a team for some time. Um, some baby Groot's dancing, and then they're and everybody else is fighting in the background, and they're all trying to protect baby Groot because he's oblivious to the monster in the background dancing and then eventually the people that they're fighting for turn out or not turn out they uh, rocket steal some batteries from them and then they turn into the bad guys or the good guys we're on side and then there's also a side st- and then and then everything went and then so once the guardians crash on this planet they end up splitting up which is what i hate in team movies if you're doing a team movie have them as a team for as long as possible there's two things i hate in team movies i hate when they split up and that happens immediately and then i also hate when they all get mad at each other and then they split up like like it's super bad when jonah hill and michael Sarah were like i'm mad at you we're not friends anymore and they split up i think that always slows down a movie so much just have them just tell a story uh tell, tell a better story so then so now uh, so now everybody goes off. It's uh, Star Lord, Gamora, and uh, Drax. They leave. They go to they go hang out with uh, uh, the the Living Planet, which is the what's his name, Jeff Bridges. They go hang out with Peter Quill's dad, and he just pops up and goes, "Hey man, it's me, your dad." <laughs> it's so stupid. I hate that so much. And then Rocket, Baby Groot, 
uh, Rocket and Baby Groot are protecting Nebula or watching Nebula as they repair their ship uh, as all these Ravengers start attacking them. And then they get captured. And then, uh, oh, then the worst part of the movie is Rocket and Yondu. They, the word, literally, the words coming out of Yondu's mouth, I see you and me. The, or I see me and you. That's the, oh my God, that's so stupid. Anyway. It's a it's a it's a movie that I just I just couldn't get behind. I had a lot of a lot a lot a lot of issues with it. Uh, Steve Agee was in it. He was fantastic. I think he did a really good job. And Howard the Duck popped back up, which I thought I laughed so hard at. I said that's from the f-. like I felt <laughs> I felt I did get suckered into that. I, I said that's from the first movie. That's Howard the Duck. He's a terrible uh, comic book character. You've seen Howard the Duck the movie? Go watch it. Go listen to How Did This Get Made. Uh, version of the podcast when they make fun of it it's an it's fantastic wonderful anyway and then uh oh apparently miley cyrus was in the movie as well as a cgi character that's interesting um oh man anyway and then uh, uh sylvester stallone was in there for five seconds which and he was also in a post credit scene which i did not approve of if you're gonna have somebody as big as that guy get him in there for a long time and david hasselhoff popped up uh, and then also, also, I want to mention this because uh, the what I have an issue is uh, with this movie is that uh, <laughs> this episode is really long. Um, the 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 music, what it did in the first movie, was it played a large part in in telling the story and setting the tone, uh, which was cute the first time. And I will admit, I did Google Play. I bought the 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 soundtrack on sale for like a buck during black Friday. One time, uh, I think the year the movie came out and honestly, I've listened to all those songs before because I'm a live human being. And those are very popular songs. Second time around. It's not cute. Oh, you, you released a, another soundtrack. Great. <laughs> I mean, these are songs that have been around like Mr. Blue sky. I don't want to hear that song in a movie again. That's been in 97 movies. Um, so what I wrote down in my notes is the I do write notes for the Constitutionals podcast. So you're welcome, world. I'm very, <laughs> so stupid. Very organized. Um, music and nostalgia uh, is purely masturbatory, and that and what I mean by that is the the way I the way I, the I didn't I didn't like. Let's go back to an example. I didn't like Ready Player One because that is a book. That's basically saying, hey, do you remember this thrasher metal band? Do you remember uh, this movie was starring Heather Locklear? Or do you remember Dungeons and Dragons? It's the same thing that Stranger Things, Stranger Things did. Same thing that anybody, uh, any living millennial right now does. They always just go on this nostalgia trip, which is honestly, constantly, it's annoying. And I don't like it and I disapprove of it. And when you have a movie just based around these old quote-unquote uh, alternative songs, you know, they're, I guess, punk songs. Uh, and now there's some of the, the biggest songs in the world. It just doesn't make sense to me to, to just rely on that. You just have that and then have Drax tell all of these, uh, some of them were funny, but Drax, they up the Drax stupid quotient, as I said, and now he's saying all of these, uh, funny and they're blatantly, not only disrespectful, but just arrogant things. He's, he calls, uh, Palm, palms character mantis he calls mantis uh ugly <laughs> he says you're ugly and, and it got really annoying uh he's like you're the ugliest thing in the world like some stuff like that so it, it, uh, i don't know it's just oh and sorry so then you have this then you have uh rocket just being a jerk 
which I don't, uh, he's just upping the, the, the jerk portion of that. It's just, I don't know. You're at some point you gotta, you gotta be able to tell a story and I really love story. And that just felt like the uh, telling a, telling a TV, sh- it was telling a TV show episode that was stretched out too long. And some people say that about the Simpsons movie. Some people say that about South Park's uh, bigger, longer, and uncut movie. And a lot of people said it about Star Trek Beyond that came out last year. And honestly, Star Trek Beyond, I think, I believe, Star Trek, of course, that's I believe, because I'm the one saying it. Star Trek Beyond did it well. Yes, it felt like an episode of a show in that it was a pace that moved at a, it was very fast. But it told its own story. It didn't expect you, it didn't uh, ask you to remember into the darkness and the 2009 uh, reboot. It didn't ask you to know things from the show. It didn't ask you to know things from the things from the uh, next generation. It just said, this is a movie and this is a story we're telling. And that's it. And it did it. It did it in two hours and two minutes. And that's with credits. It did it in less than two hours. Uh, and yeah, it was fine. I liked it a lot. And I liked beyond, I like Star Trek Beyond as a fantastic movie. I like South Park's movie. I like Simpsons movie. But when you get into the Guardians of the Galaxy, when you get into Ready Player One, and those things are just nostalgia trips for you to just suckle on the teat of your your childhood, it gets annoying. So there you go. Uh, and then uh, oh, it also started uh, next next topic. There's no segue here. I also started watching You're the Worst, and it's a it's a FX series turned FXX series. So if you have <laughs> FXX, you can watch it, um, which pretty much everyone does. So, it, you're the worst of the show about a British author and this uh, redheaded woman, and they get together in the first episode, and then eventually they just start having a relationship. It's clunky, it's difficult, and it sucks, but they start having a relationship. And one of my favorite things about that show is that it really gets into the minutia. It really it puts them together quickly. So it really gets into the minutia of what this relationship is going to be. In four episodes, uh, Aya Cash and Chris Gear—I don't know their names. <laughs> I don't know the character names. Uh, they get together, and uh, in four episodes, in the first episode, they sleep with each other. In four episodes, they are continuing to sleep with each other. But then the the words boyfriend and girlfriend come up, and then they say, "We don't want to say that." Next episode, they say it. They say, Ugh, like they, 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 they cringe at it. I hate that word. They, 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 they're taken aback by the words and everything. And then in season two, uh, Jimmy gets blackout drunk. And then he apparently says, I love you, Jimmy. That's just his name, Jimmy and Gretchen, Jimmy. Get, uh, and he says it to, he says, I love you to what's her face, uh, Gretchen. I just said her name. And, uh, and then she says, I love you too. And it's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's the, the way, the way in which this is developing, uh, is really insane. And I know I, I interviewed one of the, I, one of the, I interviewed the composer for the show. His name is Adam Blau. Does a great job. He does all the music for the show. So if you ever hear a song on there, there's a 99% sure that he did it, uh, with the help of the creator, Stephen Falk, in some cases, uh, with, with their songs with lyrics. Um, so yeah, you're the worst is great. It's also a show that talks a lot about depression, and it's not a, it's not afraid to to damage its characters for several episodes at a time. Well, Aya Cash's character Gretchen, she has depression, and in season two, for at least four or five episodes straight, her depression kicks in. Like it immediately kicks in, and then it, she stays as this one note, one dimensional, sad, 
terrible person. Most of her scenes in that show for those five episodes are her just laying down or and then the other and then the other 10 uh, 10 to 20% of the scenes are her yelling at somebody because or mostly Jimmy. And and then the moment she breaks out of that depression is so beautiful. It's shot so well. The writing needs to be applauded. The direction needs to be applauded. Mostly uh, the uh, anything that Stephen Falk does. It's insane. Uh, and that uh, Adam Blau does, and that the directors and the writers and, and the producers, everybody else, everybody on that show deserves an award because when Aya Cash turns her head and sees that Jimmy didn't uh, break up with her or leave to go with this other woman, it's crazy, it's emotional, and, and this, is a, this is a cable comedy that's never sad. And, you know, you see something like uh, one of X, FX's other shows that are uh, sometimes overly dramatic, the cur- not cartoon, the uh, comedy shows, the other single cameras that are sometimes overly dramatic. And you see them and you think, OK, all right, Louie, you're not you're not a poet. You don't need to write an episode about a rubber duck. <laughs> I don't I haven't seen that show in a long time. So I, just, I remember there's an episode about a rubber duck. Um, so what so uh, and, and when they do something like that or the episode I just watched 22 it's in season three uh, and it's and it's it's something else they've been building up to Edgar the one of the characters has PTSD he was a he's an Iraqi vet and and then building up a uh, beginning of season late late season two beginning of season three he gets off his med he starts meds he starts having uh traumatic flashbacks and, and it's and he's and he's basically going crazy episode dedicated to him and he finds out that basically the only thing that can help him is uh, one substance. And so he uses that to add in the later on in the season to become not his crutch, but a thing that helps him get by every day. So, yeah, here we go. So if you uh, if you like, you're the worst. Uh, if you like, you're the worst. <laughs> Just oh, my God, this is still better than last week's episode. Uh, in the week before that, uh, if you if you like comedy shows, if you like stuff that gets kind of heavy sometimes, but it doesn't uh, lean too much into the dramatic because saying again, it's a single camera show and it's only 22 minutes long This is not Netflix. You don't need to wave your uh, over dramatic, dramatized one anywhere. But yeah, so definitely watch it. It's a great show. I love it a lot. Uh, I really, I really do love it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I first, I saw the pilot. I saw half of the pilot, and I was watching on Hulu, and I said, "This is not for me," because these people are, they're, they're the worst people. It's always sunny, except they're not funny when they're mean. They're just bitingly mean. There's an episode like when, when before Gretchen goes on to her depression bender, she breaks down every character in that show, and it is insane. It's mean. And I kind of hated her character for it, but that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, it's a, it, I didn't like it at first. And then I interviewed Adam Blau and I had to, I didn't have to, but I, I watched a couple episodes. I read up on the show and I thought, oh man, this show is actually pretty cool. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, check it out. Uh, the, anyway, this has been a very long episode. The constitutionals is about seven minutes over than what I usually do, but it's the first time I've been feeling good about recording and not tired. So here we go. Anyway, so if you like this, if you like this show, I don't know why you would, but for some ungodly reason, you say, "Hey, this is a this is a fine show. I'm still going to subscribe." And there's 20 of you. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but congratulations, you're wasting your time. I think I'm one of them. Actually, I know I'm one of them. I because I subscribe on Pocket Cast. Oh, drive my car right off the side of the cliff. Anyway. 
you like this? And you say, hey, I want I want more of this guy. This guy's uh, he's a funny guy. He's a, it's not, Or he's interesting. Uh, I want to hear his voice. He's got the sultry tones of a young black Frank Sinatra. Sounds like Sammy, but he looks like a, a, a black Dean Martin. He's a, I'm going to keep naming Rat Pack members. The Joey Bishop. So... <laughs> If you like, uh, inter- interesting about the the, the Rat Pack, the, uh, not Jimmy Carter, what's his name? John F. Kennedy was tangentially related to, to Rat Pack. Uh, Rat Pack, the Rat Pack is uh, those other guys. The, um, you know. Anyway, uh, t- JFK is tangentially related to the brat to the Rat Pack. God bless America. Uh, and uh, by someone, he was someone's brother-in-law, and Frank used to call the someone uh, uh, the. I don't know. Anyway, I'm trying to. So, God, I'm, what am I saying? What am I saying? Go look it up. It's on Wikipedia. Frank, you know what I'm going to do right now? This is going to piss me off. Rat Pack. Oh, my God. I'm so mad. I don't know why I started saying these things. Um, uh, Frank, Frank, Frank. I'm going to look for John F. Kennedy. This is so dumb. Why did I start saying these? Okay. Uh, Peter Lawford. Peter Lawford was was the brother-in-law of John F. Kennedy, and then Frank Sinatra would call Peter Lawford the brother brother in Lawford, and then eventually Peter Lawford and Frank had a falling out, and then Frank never wanted to talk to I guess uh, Lawford and then Kennedy as well. So anyway, and then Kennedy was also, and the Rat Pack members also they also would uh, help out in the Democratic National Convention, whenever and and and. and Okay. Anyway. All right. I'm going to end this episode. All right. If you like this and all other stuff, you can also head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where we've got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, ooh, what did I say? What do I usually say around this? Oh, you go to a website where you got so many news reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits. Only I can provide you with. Listen, if you, if you like that, if you like this, do it. Uh, you can also head to follow us on Twitter at C plus comedy, C plus comedy at C plus comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Chad black, white like us on Facebook. Continue listening to this podcast. Head to the head to youtube.com slash C plus comedy. Watch our other shows. This is a show called on comedy. It's a documentary series. Haven't done an episode in months. Probably won't ever do one again. We'll see what happens. Uh, but it's pretty good. I like it. I like it a lot. I spend a lot of time on it. And that's why I don't do them all alone. Uh, you also watch our weekly news show called News Time, in which I break down a single topic and uh, discuss it. And sometimes the topic's really cool. Sometimes it's not. This week I did an episode about music composition. So it's uh, fitting that I talked about You're the Worst. And also You're the Worst is coming back season four this Wednesday, which is tomorrow. If you're listening to this today, this comes out. I don't want to date myself. Anyway, but I just did. Um, and uh, we'll see what else. Oh, so that's it. That's all. That's all I got. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.